0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Mersey Waves podcast. I'm Paul from Liverpool City Council's communications team, and in this edition, we're talking theatres. Liverpool has a proud theatre history dating back over 150 years. The Liverpool Playhouse is the oldest repertory theatre in England, and the Everyman has a huge history helping launch the careers of the likes of Julie Walters, Jonathan Price, Pete Postlethwaite, Alison Steadman, Bill Nighy, Alan Bleasdale, Willie Russell, David Morrissey and Stephen Graham. And then there are a range of other much-loved venues, ranging from the Royal Court through to the Empire and the Unity. This rich heritage was one of the reasons the city clinched the Capital of Culture title in 2008. Our guests on today's podcast Actress Josie Lawrence, who's currently in the city, playing the role of Sylvie in Our Lady of Blundell Sands at the Everyman, and Councillor Harry Doyle, Cabinet Member for Culture at Liverpool City Council.
1: Hello.
2: Hi, Paul. First of
3: all, Josie, tell us about Our Lady of Blundell Sands. How's it going and how are you enjoying performing in the city?
1: Oh, well, that's that's quite a big question. <laughs> I'll try not to waffle on too much. Um Yeah, I'm in a a play by the wonderful Jonathan Harvey. Of course, he's a native to Liverpool, as is the director, Nick Bagnall. And uh, it's called Our Lady of Blundell Sands. It's a very quick synopsis of it is it's about two sisters who've moved from Birmingham when they were much, much younger. They're in their 60s now, and they moved when they were very young to Blundell Sands, where they live in this tiny house. uh, And you can tell from the furniture in it that. They had a better life in Birmingham. The the furniture doesn't quite fit where they've had to move to. And the one sister, Garnet, kind of looks after the other sister, Sylvie. That's who I play. Sylvie is kind of frozen in in another time and another reality. She she doesn't leave the house. And she, she stops her hurting, I suppose, and the memories of her life by going into this quite um detailed fantasy life and it takes place on the day where sylvie's two sons uh, are coming with their partners to have a birthday party and that's when all the secrets come out about this family but it's one of these plays where you're laughing your head off one minute and then tearing up the next uh it, it's sort of typical brilliant jonathan harvey you know he, he can that turn on a a sixpence, you know, from the comedy to the tragedy. So that makes it fantastic to play. I mean, I remember when they sent it, I'd I'd just done a a couple of years before that Mother Courage, which is a part I've always wanted to play. And I thought, right, am I ever going to get a part that good again? You know, um, because I love the theatre so much. Uh, And then this play came through the door and I remember coming up to Liverpool to meet Jonathan and Nick and auditioning for it and really wanting it so much that I told myself it didn't matter if I didn't get it do you know to me because I wanted it that much and I really got on with them they were lovely they were friendly and uh, on my way back from Liverpool every man walking down the hill to uh, the train station the phone went and it was my agent saying, you've got it. And I must have made people jump on the street because I just sort of went, woo, you know, I was so happy to do it. And it's a magnificent cast. I mean, the, the first time around, uh, it was so enjoyable to do. Um, but we only managed five performances and then COVID hit, which was heartbreaking. And I hoped that it would come back Um and when it did come back, I jumped at the chance. I mean, sadly, uh, uh, Annette and Tony and Matt couldn't do it. But also brilliantly, we have three new actors that have joined myself and Gemma Broderick and Nathan McMullen and then Mickey Jones and Nana Amu Godreed and Joanne Howarth, who plays my sister now. And uh, it, it was great working with them. It was it was like working on a new production, really, really. Um, I am just so happy to be here. I mean, now that we're open, I can get a chance to see Liverpool properly because I haven't really seen much of it. All I do know is it's one of the most friendliest cities I've ever worked in, uh, to the point where when I went to see something last time at the Liverpool Playhouse, I came straight from the theatre rehearsals and I didn't have anything to eat. And I said to this woman that was serving coffee at the theatre, is there anything to eat? She said, "Oh, we... have I tell you what, love, I've got some biscuits in my handbag. And she she went to get me these biscuits. I said, are you sure? She said, you need them more than I do, love. I thought, that's just brilliant. Um, And so, yeah, I love Liverpool. I've worked here. Years ago, we did the Comedy Store Players Tour. So I improvised, I think it was at the Empire, uh, an old proscenium arch theatre. That would have been the Empire. Uh, And I used to do a thing called song styles where I would improvise a song. And uh, one of the best uh, um, ones that was ever thrown at me was from the Liverpudlian audience. I asked for a song style. They said a 20s flapper song. And I asked for an object and they said a strobe lit goldfish, which I think is just genius. So, you know, I love Liverpool for many reasons.
3: And Councillor Doyle, um, you went to see uh, the performance um, recently, didn't you? How did, how did you find it? How did you, how did you find Josie? It
2: was absolutely fantastic. And I think, um, I mean, Josie is just a what a performer. Um, and I'm just delighted to do this with you as well because, uh, I mean, also I mean, you weren't doing it in this um, production in particular, but just your ability you mentioned there to improvise as well, I mean, it's just a, a talent in itself. And um, no, I mean, and every man in itself i suppose it's really because it's quite small and quaint you, you feel like you're in the living room with the cast um and it was just i mean as josie said i mean laughter the laughter was just there throughout um but then at the same time there are moments where actually i sat there and i'm reflecting i'm thinking and uh, you know actually crying you know uh, particularly towards the end it's quite you know it's, it's quite emotional um, sort of full circle but it was just lovely to be back and um, and seeing the the everyman you know with with visitors you know around because we've missed out on on so much uh, and it's just lovely that that you know Josie's come back and and um, as carried on with the with the show because it's just it wouldn't be the same without you.
1: Oh thanks Harry. No, it, it's um, it. It is a very special play, isn't it? There's something quite quite magical about it, and and you're right. It's a it's a beautifully intimate theatre. So you know we can see people's faces, we can see their reactions. Um, but it is great to get back, uh, and and it feels it feels very safe. And we're doing tests all the time, you know, and being very careful and stuff like that. But it's wonderful to be get back because I was, it was, the um, the lockdown was very strange news-wise, I thought, when it came to the arts. Uh, I noticed that, like, leisure centres, libraries, cinemas, uh, sports places would all be mentioned on the news when I'd keep waiting for them to say the word theatre. And it, it didn't come up, like, it was this place that, I don't know, this kind of... Um, a that that isn't really right at all when it comes to theatre. Theatres for everyone, especially when it's um, a a place like Liverpool or where I'm from, Birmingham, where you have your local theatres and there are so many theatres here in Liverpool and really brilliant audiences as well. I mean, I, I think... I don't know. I I think the beating heart of our lives really is the heart is the arts. It's what keeps us going. You know, Uh, when you go in, I I do different workshops and that when I can with with schools where where I'll either improvise or I'll do some script work. Um, And just seeing children come alive when you give them space and, and you and you say, it's okay, use your imagination. Come on. And it's just wonderful to watch. So I, I, I did miss that during the lockdown. I mean, there were lots of different things we could do. I did a play on Zoom and all that kind of stuff. But there's something about live theatre that is is so special. And it's my favourite thing to do. Yes, I do do uh, television and I improvise at the Comedy Store, which is fantastic. But the love of my life is, is theatre and always, always will be.
2: Well, that's what's been missing in terms of the um, the connection with with audiences, and uh, you know, it's great. People don't realise the extent to which theatres have have gone out the way to to do as much as they can during the lockdown as well. You, know, you mentioned the Zoom. Um, productions that you've you know, and, and plays that you've done, which is fantastic. But at the same time, it's just that connection, having that connection with the audience, and and people don't realise on top of that the the work that theatres and and casts and crew do um, in our communities as well. You know, you, you mentioned Absolutely. going to schools um, and and engaging with you know new and upcoming talent and and budding uh, actors and actresses and you know coming up. So it's just it's just lovely to to have everyone back and buzzing.
1: Yeah, it's great. And I guess now more and more we live in a world where, you know, you you shop online, there's a huge social media out there and that. I mean, it, it's one of the few places, apart, I suppose, from m- music venues and that, the theatre is one, one of the places that's left where there are living, breathing souls that you watch and mingle with, you know, so that's a wonderful thing
3: you both, you know, obviously clearly got this great love of, of, of theatre. Can, can I ask you first, Josie, can you remember your first trip to the theatre? How old you were and, and what you went to see?
1: I remember my first trip. I think it was at Birmingham at the Alex, it would have been. And I'm sure it was somebody like Des O'Connor in a panto. And I remember... I remember uh, wanting to go up, you know, when they sing, there's a little house, you know, and they get all the kids in a line and give them presents. I remember, I remember wanting to go up there, but feeling too shy because I didn't like the red boots I was wearing. (laughs) So I didn't want to go on stage. And then the second time I went on stage, it was somewhere like it it wasn't Butlins, but it was a holiday camp with my mom and dad. And because I was quite tall, they were doing a cowboy play on stage and uh, of course I wanted to be either the the villain or the the main mole in the saloon and that and I got up on stage and there was a got a young boy up on stage he was the same height as me and the guy who was running it said right stand here and put your arm out and you stand here and you put your other arm out and we were the saloon doors and I was mortified that's all we did was stand there and let our arms go whack whack as people went through us so um i didn't get a very very good part in that one but yeah i was about seven yeah um and the first sort of improvisation i did was probably at school when you know you used to get playtime um uh, afternoons when you were at primary school and there was a big box of dressing up stuff and i remember learning to play the recorder and deciding i was going to do an improvised pied piper and all my friends had the main parts, like the mayor and that, and all the boys were the rats. And I can remember saying, you crawl out from under the desk when I play my recorder. So um I was about eight, having all these boys crawling after me. And, you know, it's been like that ever since, really.
3: And you knew <laughs> from a young age then that you wanted to be an actress?
1: Oh, uh, uh, as soon as I could talk, my family just knew. I mean, I'm from a... A wonderful, loving working class family in a, a place called Old Hill, which is a few miles from Dudley in the West Midlands in the Black Country. And um, uh, there, there was no um, uh, theatre or anybody working in the arts at all. You know, me, me dad was a factory worker, and me mom was my lovely mom. And I've got a brother and sister who are older than me. And, and I just, wanted to do it as soon as I could speak. didn't think of anything else that I wanted to do. Where it came from, I don't know, but um, it's always been there and it always will be there really. It doesn't feel like I'm doing a job. It feels like it's um kind of vocation really. and of course, like anything, there there are ups and downs, you know there's been periods of unemployment like we all go through and um, but uh, on on the the whole, I've been very lucky. Very lucky.
3: And Harry, what was the what was the first thing that you went to see at the at the theatre?
2: Well, uh, two funny stories actually, because um, I mean I'm obviously less successful, um, and uh, in terms of theatre world anyway. And I um, used to always audition, but never get the part in school. Uh, although in year eight, I remember I auditioned for a, a place in uh, in Oliver. Um, and, um, I ended up getting, this an all boys school comprehensive in mm-hmm. Liverpool, by the way, uh, Josie. And, um, I got the part of street woman number two. Um, so I had one line in the whole play and <laughs> it was just, it was just young wretch. And th- that was it for the whole play. Um, but then, um, Harry, so
1: was, Harry yes. how how did you do it? Give uh, me your young wretch.
2: Oh, I was a bit Australian. Actually, it was more like, oh, God, young, like a young wretch. <laughs> <laughs> but I made I made the most out of that one line that I possibly could and I was the most fabulous person on that stage I can tell you that much um <laughs> so I, I made sure of it but um I sort of I never actually experienced the theatre properly until I was actually 18 and um I, I my mom used to always play Barbara Streisand and Memory would come on and so I absolutely loved um, you know th- 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 that that song, and I always wanted to go and see Cats, and my partner bought me front row seats, tickets to go and see Cats at the Empire uh, in Liverpool. Uh, and we got there, we sat down. I was absolutely like, so, I was just buzzing front row seats, and I was thinking, "Ooh, why is it only the, the bottom half um filled with seats, and all the all the rest is empty?" I thought this would be huge, and the the curtains came up, the lights went down, and the next thing um. All we could hear was Jericho Cats, Jericho Cats, Jericho Cats and um it turns out it was a child's production. I had six year old six years six year olds coming up to us at the front seats like little tiger saying Jericho Cats what well, have you brought me to? How much were these tickets? And um, all mm-hmm. the parents there were just looking at us thinking, why are you sat here? And you are taking taken <laughs> <laughs> some parents' front row seats. But but I have been back and I've I've fell in love with theatre and that I just I love musicals in particular, but um I'm it's certainly over the like years I've, and I'm in 25, so I'm sort of still developing what I like and, and what I don't like. But um and Friday though, I've got to say it was it was actually my first time at the Everyman. Um, and I absolutely loved the experience. I'd I say I, I quite liked that closeness. I liked the fact that I felt in the room, um, and just the the storytelling there, and and you know, and I'm just not 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 just because you're here, Josie, but just the cast was just phenomenal, and uh, I really really enjoyed it, um, and I'll definitely definitely be going back.
1: Oh, good! It, it it is a lovely theatre, isn't it? And and it, sometimes I talk to people, you know, and go around the shops and that, and I meet people, and a lot of people know me uh, from years ago, from whose line, and they sort of kind of recognise me, and we have a nice chat. But some people, uh, uh, quite a few people I spoke to, have said, "Oh, well, I'll have to, I'll have to go there." And and you're right, you know, it's it's a lovely setting. The seats are comfy, aren't they? <laughs> and and it's 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 so. It it it's such a lovely theatre, such a lovely theatre, with as you say, such a history to it as well. Um, lot of outreach as
2: well, you know. I know, I, I, although I've never been there, I have worked with them before actually. And now, yeah. um, you know, we 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 did a um a youth production of of uh, the Ragged Trousered Philanthropist once. Um, through ah, a, through the, the Ragged Trousered, yes, that yeah, was my
1: first professional job. Uh, uh, the Ragged Trousered Philanthropist, playing Bert the Apprentice oh ah. uh, first thing I
2: ever did. I got my equity card with that <laughs> Oh fat. but i I didn't actually get the pass but i was I was certainly in the um I was in the crew, which is just important um so um you know i but I, I absolutely loved it and the work that the everyone do um as I say it mentioned before as a lot of our theaters do just with with uh, you know schools and and youth groups etc is just amazing. Uh, we're really lucky to have to have the everyman one of
3: the things that you know you- all of this um demonstrates really is that this this whole performance art is that it really builds confidence doesn't it um i mean harry your school teacher i mean you could argue that actually you know performing you know teaching in front of a group of kids is 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 almost like a performance in in itself Did did the stuff that you did when you were a, a young person did that really help build your confidence
2: Hundred percent. I mean, I went from being, you know, I wouldn't say boo to a goose," is what is what Mum would say. Um, in yeah, you know, seven, eight, nine, practically. But I think you know, when I put myself out there and put myself in these uncomfortable positions, I suppose, uh, you know, unusual positions for me. Even though I'm, I'm always wanting to, you know, be out there and sort of, you know, well now I am anyway. I certainly wasn't back then. But I put myself in that position, and I just you know, I, I've never looked back, actually, I mean, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in a, a full dress, full makeup and hair, in all boys school in front of a whole, you know, school of, of, of uh, you know, all boys and, and parents, et cetera, then really, you know, there's, there's no going back from that really, is there? So I think I just developed competence from there and, you know, you're right, yeah, I went on to, uh, you know, get my teaching degree and teaching is very much a, a performance in itself. Um, and uh, yeah, I suppose it, it, theatre did that for me.
3: Do you think, Josie, that um, the arts and that particularly, you know, theatre and that whole, you know, performing arts world, do you think it's it, it's valued enough by government?
1: No. <laughs> In a nutshell, no, I don't. Uh, I, as I say, that the whole thing with the lockdown thing made me realise that even more. Um, it. Uh, Theatre itself brings a huge revenue into the country. We know that, you know, um, um, and it also uh, is is a very valid part of a community. It's like Harry says. It's it's not just the plays that these uh, theatres put on. It's it's. It's the work it provides for not only actors, but, you know, front of house, caterers, people that work in the offices on publicity. And 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 it's, I can't imagine life without theatres. You know, I, I just simply can't. Um, and I don't know what to say about it. I, I do fear sometimes in education where where so many cuts are being made and cuts to the arts, cuts to music, um, I, I don't understand why. It, for me, it's like Harry said, it's such a confidence builder, which is very important for our young people now to have confidence. Um, we live in a very strange world where things like council culture and stuff like that can happen. To be in a room with your friends, with friends you can actually see and touch and laugh with and and to create something with them is is a wonderful thing and and creates such confidence and and if, if that went I think it would be devastating actually I really do
3: Harry it, it, you know you, you're the, the, the person is the cabinet member for culture and um, we know that that um, the council faces tough budget decisions and um, the Everyman and Playhouse does does receive a, a, a public subsidy from, from the council. How, how important do you think it is that that's protected going forward when you've got so many other competing priorities, like adult and children, social care and stuff like that?
2: Well, I think this all interlinks. And actually, you know, we are going for that budget consultation at the moment. But actually, uh, lots of conversations that I've had, and I'm certainly clear in, in my position as well, that we need to, uh, you know, at least maintain the support that we're currently given, if not even more, you know, if, if possible. Um, we've had such a tough, uh, you know, the, the sectors has such a tough 18, 19 months of, of the pandemic, but all the conversation that we've had today, you know, about the the social impact that our theatres have in the city, it's not just a case of putting on a show and that these theatres, you know, have many visitors. They bring thousands upon thousands upon thousands of visitors to the city each year, they uh, support our local communities, they um, talk about education. You know, we have got a hell of a lot of talent in the city. And if we didn't have the likes of the Everyman, the likes of the Empire World Court Theatre, etc., all of those Unity Theatre uh, the Playhouse, we wouldn't be able to foster and nurture that talent in, in this city. And so I never underestimate um, the power that theaters uh, and the sector has in in this city uh, and so i think that's got to reflect in in any decisions that we that we make going forward um with regards to budgets because if anything we should be plummeting uh money um into into c- the creative arts and and theater etc because we need a lot more support in in the industry can i
3: just ask um... A bit more of a lighter question, really. There's this old adage that uh, Josie, that audiences in the north are friendlier and get more involved in productions. If that something that you found over your, your years performing in theatres around the country, you know how does, for example, Liverpool conf- conf- compare with you know the West End or Stratford?
1: Well, it it I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to compare them because I love all audiences really. But like I said at the start, Liverpudlian audiences, there's just something about humour among Liverpudlians is very sharp and very wondrous, and I, and I adore it. Um, but no, if you if you've got the right show, then an audience is an audience. I suppose West End audiences, they're the. I just enjoy performing. You you give me anyone, and I'll perform to them, really. But there is something special about the Liverpool audiences and also where I come from. I've done a lot of stuff at the Birmingham Rep, so I, I feel very close to that kind of audience as well. I think we're very similar in our humour than the Midlands and Liverpoolians, actually. can be quite dry and droll sometimes and a little bit naughty and cheeky, which I love. Uh, but, no, I just enjoy... An audience. I mean, we have great audiences every Sunday. When I'm not doing the theatre, I have to have time off to do this. But every Sunday, I I work at the uh, comedy store in London, and uh, and uh, we're in the Guinness Book of Records with the longest-running comedy troupe. We started in 1985 uh, when I was six years old. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, and we've we've been going ever ever since, and the audience there are just crazy and wonderful, and shouting the most fantastic stuff out. But a lot of them journey from from different parts of the country, so it's very mixed. Now I just I just love an audience.
3: <laughs> well, we've almost reached the end of our time, um, and thank you very much both of you for for giving up your your time today. Um the best of luck, Josie, with the rest of the run. Can I just ask you what else is on the horizon for you at all?
1: Yes, yes. Well, obviously I go back to the comedy store when this finishes and then I start preparation for something very strange that's going to happen uh, just after Christmas. Um, We're starting off at the Royal Derngate in Northampton, but I think if it's successful, we will take it around the country. Um, And it's with a a wonderful theatre company called Improbable. And uh, I'm going back to my sort of improvisation routes to do a kind of improvised musical but it won't be like what you see on what's whose line is it or the showstoppers uh we're going to try and experiment more with choreography and musicians puppets it'll be going to the dark zone of impro every now and then very very experimental more of a happening and uh It's um, a very exciting thing because it's new to me and I love stuff like that.
2: Thank you both very much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Josie, and best of luck.
1: Thanks, Harry, and thanks for coming to see it.
2: Thanks for
0: listening to this edition of the Mersey Waves podcast. If you want to get in touch and suggest an idea for a future podcast, simply email hello at merseywaves.co.uk.